0: Please turn in your Bibles to Luke chapter 12. This is a a wonderful and very succinct definition of what it means to have a steward's heart. And if I'm going to read it in context of the previous uh, couple of verses, Luke 12, beginning to read at verse 29. And do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind, For all these things the nations of the world seek after, and your Father knows that you need these things, but seek the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Father, as we dig into this word, this scripture, I pray our hearts would be encouraged, that you would bless this, your congregation, uh, with increased faith, increased comfort. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. God gives us what we need when we have a servant's heart. Uh, We read in verse 31 that we're supposed to seek the kingdom, and in verse 32, he says he'll give us the kingdom that we're seeking, right? So if we seek things independently of the kingdom, uh, he frustrates our purposes. But this passage says that when we've got a steward's heart, He blesses us. He gives us everything that we need for life and godliness. So um, what I want to do first of all is define what it means to be a steward. Uh, Later on in this chapter, he uses the word oikonomos as a uh, word for the steward. It's made up of two Greek words, oikos, which means house, and nemos, which means manager. And so uh, a a steward was a slave who had been entrusted with the management of all of his masters, products basically all of the that his master owned Uh, sometimes he was even adopted into the family but always one of the perks that he had was that he was able to use the master's things he could drink the master's wine and ride the master's horses and uh, dress in the master's uh, you know he had all of the clothing all of the needs that he uh, needed uh, fully supplied and i think that joseph was a beautiful model of what a faithful steward looked like. And I want to just read his own words from Genesis 39. And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast longing eyes on Joseph, and she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said to his master's wife, Look, My master does not know what is with me in the house, and he has committed all that he has to my hand. There is no one greater in this house than I, nor has he kept back anything from me but you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So it was, as she spoke to Joseph day by day, that he did not heed her to lie with her or to be with her. And the whole passage shows five things uh, about Uh, Joseph. First of all, he was totally trustworthy in everything that Potiphar had entrusted into his hands. Totally faithful steward. Uh, Second, he had total authority over the state, the estate of uh, Potiphar. Now, he was under Potiphar, but he exercised Potiphar's authority. Third, he had total access to everything that he needed to be able to do his job and the full enjoyment of those things. Fourth, he didn't seek for fulfillment outside of his household stewardship. That's a key point there. His world was Potiphar's world, and he restricted his activities to what Potiphar had given to him. And then fifth, he didn't go beyond the guidelines that Potiphar had given. So he really is par excellence in the Old Testament among just humans a faithful steward. Uh, in some ways, almost like a son. And Luke. Twelve, verse 32 gives five similar aspects of what it means to have a steward heart. We're just going to quickly go through them. First of all, a steward is expected to have confidence and security within the bounds of his calling. Uh, Jesus said, do not fear. And he said this in contrast with the anxiety that the pagans had in the previous uh, two verses. They were driven to find security in things. And um, if you're trying to find security and money and things and other stuff like that, then you're never going to have quite enough of those things to get full security or be completely freed from anxiety. So Jesus had said, do not seek what you should eat or what you should drink, nor have an anxious mind for all these things the nations of the world seek after. And your father knows that you need those things but seek the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added to you. Do not fear. So the implication is that uh, the pagans there that he's describing, they pursue security in things, gathering things, whereas the steward, he handles those same things, but he does so out of a sense of security. He doesn't worry. Plenty of work, but the master will take care of him. Second, a steward belongs to God. Now, a negative way of wording this is, you're slaves, you don't own yourself, God purchased you, you belong to him. But a positive way of stating the same thing is, God wants you, you belong. And it's the sense of belonging that frees us up to be able to, with real zeal, serve him. Uh, Max Weber, uh, I don't know, was it 100 years ago or something, he wrote this thesis that was very influential about the Protestant work ethic, and he said it was really the security that Protestants had in their salvation that freed them up in the Protestant work ethic. You know, the Roman Catholics, they were always working so hard to try to get saved, to to try to uh, have this security, and he said the Protestants, they operated out of security. All their energies were channeled into serving the God whom they loved. And um, the third thing here is that a steward is adopted into the family. Old Testament slaves were adopted as children. Uh, Galatians 4.1 is one of many proof texts you could go to, but it says that a slave is no different than than an underage child. And so Jesus speaks of God as your father. Yes, we are slaves, but we have been adopted into the family And that gives us a whole new sense of security. Um, You have a hard time expending your energies in serving in the kingdom if you have an orphan spirit. But if you know you're loved by the Father, it gives you an enthusiasm to serve Him. So you're serving out of love, not out of fear. That's the point. The fourth characteristic of a steward is that he senses his master's good pleasure. It was obvious that Potiphar really valued um, Joseph. It seemed like everything that Joseph's hands touched uh, was prospered by the Lord. And so he valued this man. He, he had good pleasure uh, in Joseph. And on an even greater scale, when we see ourselves as serving God with all that we have and all that we are, it gives us a sense of God's good pleasure upon us. I think of the Eric Liddell's comment in the movie, Chariots of Fire. When I run, I feel his pleasure. Well, the same can be true of us when we have this sense of the Lord's pleasure upon our lives. It gives us the enthusiasm, the delight to run for him. And then the last characteristic that this verse draws out is that a steward is richly supplied. Jesus said, do not fear little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. When you seek the kingdom, God gives the kingdom fully to you. He gives you everything that you need for life and godliness. So far from being a drag, being a steward is an enormous privilege. It is something that gives us joy and satisfaction, and it gives us uh, a great deal of uh, delight rather than a burden. So as we come to the Lord's table, what I would encourage you to do is to recommit yourself this year to being a faithful steward And then in faith, say, Lord, for this coming week, as I serve you faithfully, I'm just trusting you. You're going to give me everything in the kingdom that I need to be able to serve you this week. And uh, the Lord will indeed do that. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you in the strong name of Jesus, so grateful for your covenant, so grateful for the uh, rich blessings and trust that you have bestowed upon us. And I pray that we would be faithful with that trust. You have given to us finances and houses and children. You have given to us uh, relationships and so many different things. May we treat these things out of gratitude as a stewardship trust. And to that end, as we come to this table, I pray that it would be with a sense that we belong to you, that you want us, that you care for us. And uh, may uh, we exercise all of our responsibilities with zeal, with joy, with enthusiasm, to that end, I pray that you would set aside these common elements to a holy use and you would be glorified in our partaking. In Jesus' name, amen.